Sizin hiç hoş traditional kind of Hawaiian and that it's in the Hawaiian language um, and you know, often it's either written in the Hawaiian language or it's a Hawaiian language kind of that's been used for music for a long period of time uh, but a lot of my music uh, mixes some of that um, but then on the other hand a lot of it is really uh, my own stuff in, in English and uh, um, playing my ukulele what what are your biggest influences style wise? <clears throat> well, you know, like for, for people to recognize influences that I think of, I usually will say things like uh, I like Tom Waits, Ice yeah. Cube, and Bob Marley. Yeah, oh. I remember I remember reading that on on, on your uh, on your page. Um, the so so there are elements of, of hip hop. Would you say that they come in to? Uh Maybe a little bit, maybe more some of the attitude sometimes. Um, or is each song like in, different? Like some songs are a little more rock driven, and other songs are more reggae and, and other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some has sort of an R and B reggae sound. I would say mm. uh, that's the problem I've been having is uh, you know people like to box you in into a certain genre, yeah. and I'm not always really sure what to call it. So, so sometimes I call it. Uh, Island or uh, Island World Contemporary. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I, 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 not sure. I have I have the same challenge. I my, the stuff I write is is crosses genres as well, and and I often just kind of use the blanket genre term electropop. Oh, that's <laughs> electropop. Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> yeah, all of, really all of it has a you know electronic feel to it, even though some of it may cross over more to dance or R&B or, mm. or you know John uh, wrote the uh, very famous Foxes and Hedgehogs podcast theme song yeah it is it's in episode one for anybody out there listening who wants to hear how that not to mention every episode <laughs> every episode after that that's right going that's right. Out, yeah. but you, you know like uh, those are the influences I see in terms of I guess like uh, affecting the way I think about music and writing but if I were to talk about uh, influences here at home um, you know if people are interested in that kind of stuff there are uh, some of the groups or names would be uh, Hui Ohana uh, a singer by the name of Dennis Poval and Gary Haleamau um, Auntie Genoa Keave um, Gabby Pahinui and the Sons of Hawaii and Dennis Kamakahi. 
cool. Wow. I don't, you know what? I don't know anything about any Hawaiian artists. I'm, I'm so ashamed because it's been a part of the United States for like... Decades. Decades and decades. Hawaii became you know. a state in 1959. Well, there's at least one or two bands here that do national touring. Um, one of my favorites is from that group, Uyohana. His name is Ledward Ka'apana. Um, he's actually world famous for his guitar stylings, but he tours sometimes. I'm pretty sure he he, he does go to New York, and I would recommend checking him out if he can. He's, he's unique. Say he's got to be in his 70s now. Um, What's his name again? Ledward, L-E-D-W-A-R-D, and then Ka'apana, K-A-A-P-A-N-A. Okay, um, I'll put that in the show. I mean, he's actually... He's actually celebrated in Nashville for his music too because um, of his style and interesting and yeah he has really fast hands and uh, deep Hawaiian soul I would say nice wow. interesting it's it's funny the the influences that you that I, that you mentioned that I that a lot of people you know at least at least I'm most familiar with the. Uh, uh, Tom Waits, I'm sorry, Tom Waits, my bad. They all have like a a, a conversational um, flow to, to their music, you know. Mm. Uh, w- w- would you would you say that these other Hawaiian artists have a similar conversational flow, or more melodic driven, or, or what would you say? You know, um, well, one is you, to probably get to the depth of it, you need to understand the Hawaiian language. Sure, but makes sense. Um, a lot of their music, you know, Hawaii's been going through a renaissance for some time, and the Hawaiian language is beginning to be revived. Um, a lot of the music I've liked in the Hawaiian language is often sung, sung by artists who, like myself, uh, weren't fluent in the language, but they loved the music, yeah, and it was part of their heritage. Mm. Today, um, today there are people of my age and, and especially folks younger who really are writing in the Hawaiian language and, and, uh, I wouldn't say it's conversational. It's more, um, the, the word we use here is kauna. It's sort of like poetic interlaid with multiple meanings and messages within, uh, like each line of the song. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of metaphors. Yeah, check it out. It's very uh uh guys like Ledward Kaapana and stuff like that are very um mellow music, yeah. Cool, cool. That now yeah. so also I I'm on I heard that you also practice law? Yeah, I'm an attorney. Um, I'm inactive now, but um, I used to um, practice entertainment law here in Hawaii. Oh, wow. Um, I originally wanted to do um, kind of uh, film production, producing and and kind of agency work, whether it was with, you know, like the NFL Players Association or in Hollywood. But I decided that I just didn't want to live in LA in Nashville or New York <laughs> oh okay yeah that makes sense I wanted to be at home so I, I tried to do it here um, I do it uh, kind of uh, you know more to help friends when they uh, you know run ideas by me um, but I don't yeah. really do it so much anymore because there's not a lot of um, I'm going to be using you as a resource all the time now <laughs> I'm going to be pinging you for that's every, the, that's every, the, that's the danger of it head. too but 
is a you're gonna get a lot uh, more business after this podcast. <laughs> He's like, I want business. Everybody's gonna be calling. But there's no, there's no like uh, we have a growing movie and film, you know, television industry here. I, I would, I would think so. Yeah, the, the, at least the location five zero there at least. That's right. Yeah, and, and so we started to kind of rebuild talent, our own talent for that economy. Because uh, you know, I think at one time it was just people would come in and out, but we're starting to build kind of young, younger people here who can, who are professional. And can do all that kind of work, but not in the legal okay. sphere so much yet. I see. Huh? Interesting. Did any uh, any clients of note that we might know of, or yeah, clients of note. Uh, any any uh, no, no, not if you're not fam- too familiar second. with um, Hawaii. I've done some. Uh, Help my brother-in-law. Out. My brother-in-law tours a lot. Um, okay. His name is Tyrone Wells. Okay. Kind of like folk pop rock. Huh. But um, if anything, he's an artist from that side of the world, yeah. Cool, cool. I've done work with folks like Jack Johnson and stuff, but it's not uh, not legal work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's a singer-songwriter. He has his own label. I can't think of what it's called right it's now. It's called but Brush Fire. He's a, he's a really interesting guy because he was... He was not a musician at first. He was just like a surfer, I believe, and and yeah, was just surfer filmmaker. Yeah, filmmaker, and he needed music for his films, and he would just write his own music, and then that music became popular. Yeah, interesting. It turned into like an entire music career for him, just based on needing music for his films. He would write for, for he would Jack, do films Jack Johnson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What films yeah. did he do? Like what kind of? Uh, he would do just like little documentaries on surf people in his community. You know, it would be like me doing you know little documentaries on you know people in my neighborhood, and then being like, you know, I need to write some music for this, and then that music turning into like that's you know, just people that's just like being like, oh my god, the music on these documentaries. How do I get access to it? And then you find out that they're you're writing hits, and all you're doing is doing like filler music or about yeah. what's happening in the scenes you know interesting way to get in there music happens a lot of different ways Hmm. you uh you just released an album a few months ago right or was it in 2018 sometime yeah sort of towards the end of the year kind of probably like in the middle of both years actually is when i released it yeah okay what's the title of the album boxers and bootleggers (laughs) nice cool i like that it's a kind of funny. They kind of use a, I use the term Mr. Chang, sort of like Ice Cube, sort of like a pseudonym, um, and partly because uh, people used to call me that when I was younger. But now I'm old. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the the title boxers and bootleggers. Um, Wait, they called you Mr. Chang when you were young. Yeah, I, I wow. think just joking around. I don't know why they like do that. Would but, like you would like be uh, ten years old, and they were calling you Mr. Chang. <laughs> no, I wasn't that I was not that young. <laughs> <laughs> Make for a hell of a cool story, though. And th- now, now they don't call. It's like reverse. Now they just call you by your first name. It's gay, gay Kevin. Now they just call me Uncle. Uncle, <laughs> <laughs> same people. That's hilarious. Uncle is like funny. a term of endearment and respect. Yes, they, yeah. call, they call you Dad Bod. We have that in the Philippines. <laughs> you call everybody uncle that's older than you and everybody ate that's that's older than you. Males are uncle and females oh. are ate. 
like everybody's your aunt and uncle. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. what was the genesis of the album? Were you recording it for a long time, or was it? Uh... Yeah, actually, um, so I, I play in a band called Kupa Aina, and that means Simple Island People. And we've been playing for uh, almost twenty years now. But um, we came out with an album in two thousand four. Um, but I also had material that um, the band can play, but it wasn't necessarily kind of the direct Hawaii-based theme of my band. So I, I wanted to find a way to um, do it. Yet, you know, you know, my, my band has to play a lot of it, but be able to get it done on my own. And so I worked with um, my friend and producer, Tracy Tarada, um, basically in his hallway, in his bathroom, for about two, three years. Um, and then it took me good acoustic. It took me two, three, four years to to actually release it after that. Cool. I like the logo. I was I'm looking at it on your website on MrChenMusic.com. Mm. Does that have any significant meaning? Is one of those a boxer and one of them a bootlegger? Or no. So uh, <laughs> that logo, um, I asked a friend of mine um, to take kind of Chinese motifs. Um, and come up with something that looks like a Chinese character, but is really kind of like an artist, an ukulele, and a microphone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that you say that, it completely makes sense. Now, I wasn't sure if the image on the left was was uh, the bootlegger or something, and it looks like they've got like a shovel or something, so that they're doing something. Yeah. Like originally, I was going to call the album "Ukulele and a Microphone," but. The deeper uh, we got in the studio, the more production kind of took over and what we wanted to sound like. So when you um, said that, I just tried to turn my iPad to see if that would still, if the symbolism would still work. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the boxers and bootleggers is more like uh, you know. I think Ice Cube had an album called um, Bootlegs and B Sides. I think I think that was <laughs> nice. the name of it, and. Uh, I kind of like the sound of that, but also just uh, if I look at my probably more recent ancestry, and I think a lot of us kind of the deeper we dig on our heritage, uh, there's always a few boxers and bootleggers in there uh, uh, yeah. who fought their way through things, you know. Against the system. Kind of, yeah. You know, or they, you know, they found a way to survive and move ahead, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you probably get asked this a lot, but but um, speaking of heritage, would you say that you have any Chinese or Irish influence, Irish influences in your music? Because um, I, I heard you mention a lot of the Hawaiian artists, and, and of course Tom. Waits. Well, you know, you know, you say it sounds a little conversational. I think there are certain kind of Gaelic. Celtic themes in in our you know Irish and Scottish music that sort of are like that. I'm not yeah, sure that it sure. directly influences me, but I certainly like a lot of that kind of stuff. Cool. I play some of it. I listen to it. Um, as far as like the Chinese, what I tell people is, so I'm, I'm pretty good at projecting my voice. So what I say is that my vocals are just organized Chinese yelling. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Did you, do you sing? Yeah, if you're, you're in a China, you're in a Chinatown, you can hear Chinese people. It just cuts. It cuts through the yeah. air. Yeah, yeah it cuts through the air, right? There's a lot of pitches going on. It's yeah. like every 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 uh, 
Every phrase is dependent upon what the pitch is for the meaning. So is that happening in your music? What's that? Say that again. About how in Chinese, in Chinese language, in Mandarin and in Cantonese, the uh, pitch affects the meaning yeah. of the word. But I don't, I, oh, yeah. but that's not <laughs> maybe I don't know. You know, in Hawaiian, I, it's not quite the same, though, right? Hawaiian's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, I'm like oh, fifth, I don't know. Maybe fifth, it is. Or, know. fifth, sixth generation on my Chinese side, and right, you got you. And uh, my, my, my my grandparents and parents, they all were really good at yelling, but they weren't speaking Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> what's a what's a good what, what's a good like if I'm ever if I ever meet someone Hawaiian a good phrase to know uh, other than aloha other than mahalo that would be like you know uh, a term of either endearment or just be like they'd be like whoa you know that you know <laughs> a curse word well say I mean, yeah something no no we, should we we don't do Hawaiian curse words on this podcast <laughs> of course we do we're an, oh, okay all right. we're an explicit podcast just in case you're wondering is there, okay. if you need to swear okay no. well well yeah how do you how, how do you say the f word in, in is there uh, an f word is there Hawaiian, an f yeah Hawaiian f word f bomb you know what I, I wouldn't know yeah he's being diplomatic guys he's being diplomatic <laughs> no I actually don't know but uh. What, what would I? Or, or what about private parts? What's the name of the private part? <laughs> <laughs> These are good questions. I hope you have some good answers. Everyone has answers. Uh, well, the the those so you know like oh I said um, I'm sorry this is such juvenile right I'm being too juvenile right now. Anyway. You know you know the Hawaiian music is more probably. Like I said, it's poetic, yeah. So yeah. Um, How do you say kitty cat? Say what? How do you say cat in in Hawaiian? Cat. Cat. Yeah. Uh, popoki. Popoki. Ooh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but then you know, Hawaiians question. didn't have cats either, so that's oh, more a recent word. I like that stricken from the record, Your Honor. That is a leading popoki question. Popoki sounds <laughs> dirty. Hawaiians had um, they had dogs they were dogs and pigs but not cats oh interesting yeah so I'm not sure how that word evolved Popoki does it sound like does Popoki sound like another word in Hawaiian no not that I know I'm not fluent so there's a lot I don't know oh okay I see yeah yeah yeah. but but you write in Hawaiian oh no am I wrong is it mostly no, so most of my music is in English. There's, you know, this album, there's maybe two songs uh, in Hawaiian. Got you. Okay. Uh, one, one is a one is a hybrid, and the other one is a, a traditional song that people in Hawaii will sing at events all the time. Awesome. Um, Which song is that? Like, uh, there's a song on the album called Hawaii Aloha. Okay, that's track three. Yeah, that song is a song that is usually um, sung together by people at the end of a gathering, like a party or a wedding or a funeral or a family reunion. Any social event. Um, and it, and the song's about a kind of abiding love for Hawaii. Wow. Um, Patron- but I Patron- put it as a third song rather than the last song because my band members and I have talked a lot about how... Um, you know, our love for Hawaii shouldn't be at the end of everything. It should be at the forefront. Oh, nice. That's cool. I like that philosophy. I love or Hawaii near the forefront. In general, you know? 
Yeah. There's a philosophy, a Hawaiian philosophy called Pono, that I really think is super cool. Are you familiar with Pono? Yeah, so Pono is just kind of like uh, like uh, righteous, virtuous. Um, so like a term that, that uh, you know, if you're asking about words that people might be interested in knowing, malama uh, pono, malama meaning to care, pono uh, meaning to be righteous or virtuous. Um, it also means often people say that to, you know, to say, take care of yourself. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty beautiful. It's kind of hard to be an aggressive person living with that kind of like fundamental. Yeah. Peace. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, is any of your music informed by any of that traditional Hawaiian culture? Or uh, is it all? I think, I think definitely. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, I guess you can, but I think you really in a lot of ways can't grow up here without having that influence. Um, at least for me, or maybe it's because I grew up more in a, uh, a kind of suburb, like an area that borders the rural community and the city. So nice. Um, that's where you'll probably hear that music more often than not. What island are you on? Oahu. I'm right? on the island of Oahu. Oahu. So Hawaii has eight islands. Oahu yeah. um, being the um, the most populated. Okay. Are you on the north yeah. side or 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 which which or the I know I'm on the east end on the way to the north shore. Oh, right on. Hmm. But I'm, you know, it's about an hour away from me. I was in Waikiki. I remember going to, oh, I went to some lighthouse. I think it was on the east side. Maybe. Oh, yeah, you went to Makapu'u. Yes, that's where I went. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the the hike up the road there, right? Yes. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I like, I like. Skit, I like cut myself on some bushes on the way down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the wow. view was, was absolutely amazing. And then I remember going down and going to the, um, down where the rocks are, where the, where the water shoots up, uh, and you can see whales. Yeah, the, I think there's a blowhole around there. Yes, right, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, it was really beautiful. I wish, I, I, I kind of just stayed in Waikiki, and I wish I, after going there, I, I wanted to, like, explore more. And, and that's just Oahu. I mean, there's just so many things to check out when you're there. It's, 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 uh, yeah. You can pretty much stay busy at least every day for weeks. I don't know. Probably, probably your whole life, maybe. But it made me, I, I realized I should have, like, been exploring sooner, but I, I tend to be a homebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool, man. When I was in uh, college, our, I was in marching band, and all of our drum majors, except for maybe two of them, were Hawaiian. There was this program that the guy had going that was running the marching band. His name was Dave Wells, and he would recruit Hawaiian drum majors oh, from, wow. from Hawaii. They would come, and like, we had a lot of Hawaiians in Idaho. In Idaho? I was going to say Idaho? College really? Yeah, yeah, and studying music there. It was really interesting. The word got out, I what, guess. Yeah. What school was that? Uh, I went to Boise State University, and I'm trying to think, I'm trying to look it up really quick to see what part of uh, Hawaii it was from, because you might, you might be familiar with it, but I can't, I can't remember where they were from, and I'm in touch with some of them too, but I didn't think of like, reaching out to see what, what the connection, I think they were from Honolulu, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. so. That's from my island. Yeah. You know, uh, so did you go to school on a, a band scholarship or? Yeah, I had a. I had actually a full ride scholarship to go to college before yeah, I moved to cool. New York, and it was just marching band. But this was in the uh, the early '90s when public public universities were really cheap. I mean, this the I think the tuition there was like fifteen hundred dollars a semester or something wow, crazy, and I was getting like amazing. I was getting like a like a thousand dollars scholarship. And and you know my mom was paying for my housing, and then she would kick in an extra five hundred every semester. <laughs> and I was working at oh. Taco Bell in the summertime, and like being like, okay, I gotta save up my money so I can buy ramen, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and vegetables. You, at least you're not paying college loans like yeah, the rest of yeah, us. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't have college loans, which is pretty fortunate for me. Yes, hmm. that's pretty cool. When I was at, uh, I went to the University of Hawaii and the University of Oregon. But when I was at the University of Hawaii, I was a walk-on on the football team, and wow. uh, we were on the dorms. All the kind of linemen were on this one dorm, and uh, there were two guys lived next to me, and they were both in the band. And I was talking to them, and then I learned, you know, oh yeah, we're here on a scholarship. I was like, man, I could have got a. A music scholarship. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know they had that. That's pretty cool. Yes. Tell us more about your uh, your musical background. Is, 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 do you have a family of musicians, or were you the first musician? Um, you know, there's not a lot of. Uh, there, I don't think there are actually any musicians in my family. But um, um, you know, just my grandparents, my grandfather. And my parents like to sing, you know, they like show tunes or, you know, like, um, like Sinatra and that kind of stuff. Oh, right on. Dean Martin kind of stuff. So I hear that stuff, you know, and, and uh, uh, musicals, but I was never into all that. Um, and then I, when I was uh, actually through football, too, was, uh, sometimes we didn't go to class and we just sit around playing the ukulele. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just learned through that process one that I could play the ukulele and, and that um, I could at least decently sing nice. I didn't know I could do that so do you have yeah. a favorite and then once I did that I started uh, playing for events um, professionally mm-hmm. and then started putting my, my band together and when I was putting a band together to do at one point, it was strictly traditional Hawaiian music. Putting our group together, we I started learning that um, I could write music as well. You know. Do you remember the first event that you played at? Like that, that you were like, I'm getting paid to play. Did you, did, did I say that again? Oh, did do, I hate? Do you, no, do, you, do you remember the first gig that you got paid to play? Um, oh, gig man. That very first time someone gave you a dollar and they were like, yeah, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. We'll pay you to, to perform. <laughs> Here's a sandwich. Yeah, um, sandwich. And what, what were you, you performing? Know, I, I can't, I can't uh, specifically, uh, I would think that I got paid for playing music in Oregon when I was in finishing my undergraduate work over there. Sure. But the, the time that I can remember... The best is I was living in Japan for a short period, and uh, oh wow, someone paid me like a hundred 
50 bucks to play a song. Nice. Which song? Do you remember? I don't remember the song, but it was a Hawaiian song. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, because the whole, you know, Hawaiian music is pretty big in Japan, especially a hula, you know, right. Hawaiian dancing. Yeah. Did you know that? I never knew that. You know, when I... I'm embarrassed. Is it... The hula is popular in Japan. Do I sound like... All right. If Let me know if I sound like an, an ugly American by... by but the mm. only, the only like, the, when I think of a Hawaiian song, what's what's the song that goes like this? I only know this because of Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> but it's the one that goes, da 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 dee, da 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 dee, da 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 da. <laughs> now that's a that's a real Hawaiian song. The song's called Aloha Oi. Uh, Aloha. And, uh, the, Okay. Aloha Oe, meaning um, Aloha to you. Oh. Um, that song was written <clears throat> by the by Queen Lilio Kalani. So oh, Lilio oh, Kalani was the head of the Hawaiian nation in the, the 18, late 1800s, and she was also a songwriter. And that's wow. one of her more of famous Hawaii. songs. That's bad. That's badass. Have a, a queen that can can write music. Like, how often yeah, does that cool. happen? <laughs> I don't know yeah. any other. Yeah, some of our music. You know, I don't know if you know. A lot of Americans don't know that um, Hawaii was once its own internationally recognized nation. Sure. Oh, including I, had trees in the United States in the in the, the oh, eight, late 1800s, 1893. Uh, that nation was overthrown by American business interests and the United States. Yeah, the story is pretty. And she was she was the queen at the time. So she wrote some of her music. In fact, in fact, I think while she was imprisoned. Freaking Amer- you know the way we like usurp the empire. Uh, you know other like governments just to exploit business. It's it's kind of the American way. So. Are there any songs about colonization? Yeah, on the kind album? Of, yeah, yeah. Does your album have any songs about colonization? Well, there's a song the called to- Chocolate Jesus. Is that about? Well, the, cho- the Chocolate Jesus is a Tom Waits cover. Oh, okay. But cool. but uh, I mean. I don't know if there's songs on that album that are, you know, about, what do you say, colonization, but uh, some of the themes uh, we talk about in my band definitely are related to that. Um, there's a style uh, or a theme term for kind of like, some people call it protest music, but I don't think of our music that way. Um, but the, the term is mele kue, mele meaning song or music and kue meaning to like uh, stand up against oh okay oh right on so some of the music I do I think has been referred to as mele kue oh I'll have to see if I but can the, find this album so can no. <laughs> a bit of it in the podcast it's got edge yeah a little bit of edgy Hawaiian music which I just I don't when someone says hey Hawaiian music the first thing I think of is that slidey guitar sound oh yeah ukulele uh, a hula girl and like some, some like palm leaves covering a hole in the ground with a pig <laughs> being roasted. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, some kind of ty- so typical, stereotypical yeah, images. Wow, yeah. yeah. I think I think of luau. Yeah. You know, like because that's just you know I grew up in Idaho, so that's like my only exposure to that, other than these Hawaiian people who drank like fish that I was hanging out with. So you eat that? Um, you know, I have a. 
cousins in uh, Boise. Um, yeah, interesting. And uh, and uh, they visited. So my wife is Mexican, and her uncle uh, moved to Boise, and there's a family there. Wow. Whoa, small but, um, there's this uh, they brought this candy home with them for us and uh, I'm trying to remember the name it's uh, like a chocolate potato <laughs> what? spud bar anyone from that, Idaho that, would that's know as soon as you say chocolate potato it's called an Idaho spud bar yeah yeah, yeah and it's uh, but here here's the thing uh, so it, it's like uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's called. Oh, I can't remember the name it's though. The worst candy ever. Really? You, you call it? A, you call it a Spud Bar? Let's see if this one comes up when I Google yeah, this it's thing. Yeah, Idaho Spud Bar. Oh yeah, the Idaho Spud. Okay, so the Idaho Spud, right? <laughs> and the company. Let's Pressing. see. I'm pulling up okay. here. The let's company is called Hawaii Spud Spud Bar Highway. <laughs> let's see. Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. I've been eating Spud Bars. Uh, annually, every time I go home, but really, I've, I've known about these Spud Bars since I was a little kid, and I thought they were going to be like this amazing candy bar because I'm like, it's lumpy and it's got it's covered in chocolate, and you're like, oh, like this has got to be filled with all this delicious craziness. Like, what's in there? Are there almonds? Are there walnuts? It's potato. No, it's not even potato. It's just this stupid ass marshmallowy, soft. Oh, it's not even potato. Yeah, and and then you you bite into it and you think it's gonna have some kind of weird texture. It just disappears. It melts in your mouth. It's like it's got like like a it's just malt mush. marshmallow. Just mush. Wow. Yeah. What a letdown. But, a spud bar mush. should have potato. I thought it was like a French fry. <laughs> But here, here's the here's the the thing on it, Thomas. Is uh, so it's called an Owyhee Idaho Spud. Owyhee O W Y H E E. Yeah, Owyhee County. Yeah, Owyhee is the first way that uh, white folks spelled Hawaii. Oh. Interesting. So you've been you've been eating something that's named after Hawaii partly. You just didn't know it. In Idaho. You want to hear another cool uh, yeah. connection between Idaho and Hawaii? What's that? Mm-hmm. The hot spot, the geological, geothermal hot spot that creates Hawaii today, uh, several thousand years ago, was under where Idaho uh, it was now is now. So, huh. like the Earth's crust has been moving in a pattern that way moved, from. Yeah. That from plate, where Idaho, Idaho is yeah, towards where Hawaii is Idaho now. was on is was over that hot spot. So there's there's lava and like and geo Idaho there's now? like activity that happened thousands of years ago and it, it left a, it left behind a, a park national park called Craters of the Craters of the Moon National Park and all of that lava matches the same exact lava flows that you get in in Hawaii today. So it moved from a Hawaii to Idaho. Yeah, the the plate that's above the hot Yo, spot. There's Idaho's a, got lava. There's a hot spot on on Earth <laughs> where the ocean is that's now. Crazy. But at one time, the tectonic plate that the yeah. that Idaho is on was covering Under- that hot spot, and like it created like this geological feature. It's called the Craters of the Moon National Park. And did you guys get like eruptions? No. No eruptions because it's no longer over that hot spot. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, the, the you can take some of that old old like Idaho lava and take it to Hawaii, and it matches the same. It was created the same way with the same wow. geo, huh. geothermal geological. 
same DNA almost. Yeah, much right. About, I don't know geological DNA. Too much about geology, but <clears throat> the the way that the hotspot works is that it's just been functioning the same way for thousands of years, and so anything any plate that moves over it gets affected by that, and so. I guess they they did they did some like tests and they were like oh it's the same lava that's coming out of in Hawaii so huh that's an interesting connection so there's a lot of connections there between Hawaii and and Idaho and even if they're not you know connected by family it's connected like geologically wow wow and you can yeah I guess the co- the company is called uh, Hawaii Chocolates Idaho Candy Company. And and the guy who created it somehow uh, is there's some lineage where Hawaii was how they how they named Hawaii. Well, they don't say it in the their website, but you know if you go to the northwest and up, up towards Idaho as well, um, this they they have is a river called the Hawaii River. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. And, and and uh, you know my my understanding my loose understanding is they called it the Hawaii River because uh, some of the native Hawaiian kind of um, ship labor laborers when they would jump ship in the Northwest uh, many of them had lived up on that river in that area and that's why they called it the Hawaii River. Oh, wow! That's what I've heard. I don't know the truth of all of that, but. Um, because cool. there were a lot of uh, a lot of folks like that uh, jumping off the uh, fur trade ships and stuff like that, the whaling ships that came between the Northwest and Hawaii. The whaling ships. Were, were they looking for opportunities, or were they like tricked to coming mm-hmm. here? Which, I'll, 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 you know, I, I think it's probably a mix of both. I've heard versions of both. Yeah. Kind of like indentured Denture, servants, yeah, right. you know. So, is there um, a uh, to get back on this chocolate thing? Is there an Idaho Chocolate Company in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not that I know. That would be pretty funny. Mmm. Things that make it go. Mm. Like it would be spelled different. It would be like Idaha or something. Yeah. It, it, like, oh, Idaho. that was the traditional it, pronunciation of Idaho. Ida, that was, right. That's how they talked like, about Idaha. Idaha. Like it all, all comes full Idoha. circle. Yeah, yeah. Aloha, Idoha. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Idaha. That, that would be too funny and, and you know, like my heart would skip a beat if it were true. And, and would it be candy or would it be like... Okay, okay. I wanted to get back to this. You know, so... You you called us out, Kevin. You were like, "Well, those are stereotypical images of." Hawaiian I feel so foods. bad because what, that's... What, what 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 kind of like non stereotypical Hawaiian food would you recommend to um, mainlanders? Howleys like me. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're pretty much Howleys. All recommend to Howleys like you. None out of ten times um, people look at me and go, "Oh, he's Polynesian or he's." Well, Hawaiian yeah, you, you could probably you could probably pass those. Yeah. me, dude. I only know Howley because I, I, I went to Hawaii once. Well, no, besides last year. Before last year, the last time I was in Oahu was when I was 13. Um, I you know I went to this private school and they had a uh, an international uh, supper. What do they call it? International people bring different foods in. Like a, mm-hmm. a potluck? Yeah, potluck. Mm-hmm. International okay. potluck. Okay. And they, they, they had a raffle and people... Bought raffle tickets, and somehow my dad won, and he won like twenty five hundred dollars, two thousand. Yeah, and so we awesome. we would never go on vacation, but we were like, you oh, know, let's man. go on vacation. My dad was always 
fascinated with Hawaiian great. culture. So, so mm. we went to o- Oahu that that summer for about a week, and mm-hmm. I remember, and like all of us got sick except my sister, and we were wondering if it was the water at the time, mm-hmm. but for some somehow we got sick. But um, but but that last night we went to you know a uh, a a a quote traditional you know it was it was very touristy, mm. a tra- you know a, I guess a Polynesian barbecue and they did the whole mm-hmm. pig and the like like mm-hmm. you know Thomas was describing you know in the sand mm-hmm. you know. oh man we, we do, we do but that but crackle I remember reading about you know crackle is, is the what's shit, that man. crackle is like the um is the skin of a of a roast pig oh it's supposed yeah to be I've really, had that yeah, crackling yeah. really right crackling it's really like stuff. really delicious but okay so but okay what's what, what's your favorite non-stereotypical Hawaiian food that you would recommend? Well, for, first I, I would probably say that wherever you went was likely some version, watered-down version of Hawaiian food. I can imagine, yeah. Um, so, you know, like if you were to come here, um, there are places uh, kind of local where the local folks go where they, they actually make Hawaiian food, which is probably more, I think, less dull on the tongue. Um uh, but I, I mean, I'm pretty what, what, sure it's popular in New York now. I mean, people are said. eating what they call Sorry. poke, which is like raw fish, diced and uh, flavored with different things. Um, huh. But I think originally that that also is uh, Hawaiian style food. Hmm. Cool, cool. I can't think of. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of it. Like, you know, it's unfortunate, but I, you know. Like, we're in New York City. We're in like one of the food capitals of the world, if not one, of, if not the Definitely. food capital of the world. And I can't even, other than poke, which I think you can get here, you know, which I only discovered like in the past year or two. I can't even. Yeah, it's it. kind of blown up in the last year. I was actually in Washington, D.C. Uh, two years ago and uh, I was at a mall and they had a, a poke shop there. Um but I, since you're in New York, you know, if uh, you went to the Asian food market, maybe even the same place you want, might go to get certain Filipino ingredients, they may likely have, um, you know, some forms of Hawaiian food there. Hmm. Um, Kim, have you ever heard of Ward's Rafters? Have you been there? Yes. I, I played there last year. I was trying to look, look figure... I uh, played there with uh, this traditional. It's like this. It was a couple, uh, a Hawaiian woman and like her her white husband who played congas, and she was she sang. I'm I'm forgetting their names. I'm trying to look in my notes, um, but they they kind of did a bunch of things. They they did like some Latin. I think they did one. Oh wow, one um, fusion. Yeah, they, it was actually a lot of Latin stuff, and and uh, but I. I Apparently it was like the last concert they had at War Drafters before they closed because mm-hmm. I guess the original guy. But I love that like vibe. It, it was like apparently it's like it was like a an institution. It was basically the top floor of this house in like a suburban neighborhood oh. that was known yeah. for putting on concerts. And it was what? such a cool vibe. You go in there, it's oh, like a house party. It's totally like a house party, but like really like they had like a little stage set up. And, I like it, and they had a bunch of pictures of all the people that would come through. It was, it was like I never seen anything like it, and it's just, it just like surrounded by, just like that t- typical like 
Hawaii. It's like suburb. It's not like suburban New Jersey. It's like suburban <laughs> Hawaiian. It's like a different cool. animal. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was it's really. Like it was. It was all islandy. It was pretty, pretty beautiful. Just um, islandy as hell. Uh, I'm trying to find the name of of the woman. Ah, oh, shoot. Yeah, her name is. Uh, I played there a couple of times. Oh, do you know what um, I'm talking about? What, what was her? Do you remember? The, I'm trying to remember her name. I, I you mean, remember, I think remember her one husband, reason why right? it closes because she may have passed away. Oh, oh yeah. Um, trying to remember her name, Jackie Ward. Ja- oh, oh yeah, but, but I'm trying to think of the singer I, I played with, who was older Hawaiian woman. Was Jackie Ward? Was that her house? Because I remember. Oh, was she- it, yeah, Jackie Ward was Ward Rafters. So, who oh. was uh was the last name conjugation? Hmm. I don't. I. Yeah. I. I gotta look at this thing. Um. Yeah. I wish. Dang, man. Uh. uh what was maybe Oye Komava? I'll. I'll look at my Oye Kovam. I think we played Oye. <laughs> oh yeah, it was another club there called Oye. No, no, no. Oh, that's song the song. Played. Yeah, she oh, gave okay. me a song list, and I'm. Oh, okay. Trying to look so the she song was a, a a vocalist, like a local vocalist. Yeah, played we with played. Her. We, yeah, we played there, and oh. her husband played Congo. Cool. She's a white guy. Not the greatest conga wow. player, but really cool. Oh, Kim? No. No, not Kim. Huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. When you Yeah, were- I, I played there, so it was a cool spot. Right, is that, yeah, yeah, I, th- I love that, that spot. Um, and there's like a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of hippies. Live there. It seemed like, or like, it's like a very, <laughs> probably. What's very, the place called again? Ward's Rafters. Ward's Rafters. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, are there any? Uh, this is um, off on another tangent, but are there any traditional woodwind instruments from from uh, Hawaii, or maybe just like brass wind instruments? I can't. I'm trying to think of like a. Instrument that's, there that's not a flute that maybe has a reed that maybe you play. You know, I, I know there there were. Um, I can't think of the names. Um, um, you know, one simple thing that's often used is uh, the pu or the conch shell. Oh, that's right. Oh, Steve Turay does yeah. the conch shell. Yeah. But there's also uh, there's a um, and I think it's called ukeke. A friend of mine is kind of my a friend uh, Mahi has been reviving interest in building ukeke, which is sort of like a, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like a um, you know the mouth harp. It's kind of like a mouth harp. But you know, it's not a it's not a like, wind like a, instrument. Like a mouth harp, like a, that you a guitar player would play along with, or is it that metal? Yeah, kind of. You know, like you use it for folk music. Why not? You know, the kind of twanger, twanging sound. I, I, I'm familiar with it. I didn't know that there was a, a tradition in Hawaiian music of it. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but it was it was made with um, a certain kind of grass, yeah, and then they would mount it in a certain way so you could kind of. Uh, blow through it and it would kind of make a uh, a buzzing sound, yeah. Oh wow, I don't know what that sounds like. I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh, um, there's this other singer that I remember playing with, and she did a more like top forty pop and R and B. Her name's Janai Janai Curti. You know, do you have, have you run into her? Janai. I know, I know of Janai. I've heard her name. She's been around for a while. Yeah, she's she's uh, she she sings her butt off. She, she was a lot of fun. Oh, cool. She was with Mike. Mike, Mike, and her would pair up a lot. You know, they would. Come oh, okay. 
Mike, Mike was it something? Well, I don't know if I've met her before. But yeah. Tonight, uh, um, yeah, I can't. I can't think of any. I can't think of the names of of any you know Hawaiian wind instruments. So I wouldn't okay. doubt that. I was were. just wondering if there was sure any there out there because I'm always interested yeah. in finding out if there's like some new instrument I haven't heard of. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the horn players here are either, I guess, jazz or reggae. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, reggae is yeah, really of, big. A lot of reggae music really? here. I, I, yeah, I, I oh, remember okay. Mike Mike saying that like that reggae was way more popular than jazz, and that there's so many reggae cover bands there. Wow. Um, and, and that the jazz scene wasn't quite as developed as the reggae scene, which. So Which, you could kill it there as a jazz musician, I guess. You could just show up there and be like, you could show but up there just, with a real book and it's just also be like, not as much in demand. Oh, oh, that's right. like that's the bigger issue. Right, right, Although, right. and that's kind of part of. Well, I shouldn't say this. Well, no, well, no I guess unless the, you're playing jazz gay. <laughs> Well, the thing they have Blue Note Hawaii, which is or like reggae, reggae, jazz gay. Cue the cue the A train with the with the uh, with the ding you know who's interesting uh, if you wanted to hear um kind of hawaiian music with uh horns and stuff yeah what would would you say there's a group called kahula nui k-a-h-u-l-a-n-u-i kahula nui and they do kind of swing music Uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool actually um and they got a lot of play on the radio for for a while a couple years back and I think they're still going Kohula Nui oh wow Hawaiian swing and and what's the makeup do you you know what what, what kind of horns are in that group do you know you know I think a friend of mine is a trombone player okay what's Uh his name Maybe I ran into him. I'm trying to pull up the pictures over here. Uh, yeah, we were like, we're all pulling up stuff. Yeah, we're like, because like, I, I, I got some friends on here who are from Hawaii. Do you know uh, Kevin? Do you know the Kahuna Band? Do you know any of those guys? I don't think so. Okay. There was a period of time when I was listening to a lot of, a lot of. Um, Hawaiian music I'm listening to like ukulele and listening to like uh, just to relax I would listen to like um, those steel pedal steel players that play Hawaiian music uh, to relax and and that was one of the bands that I thought was really good but I don't know if they're actually Hawaiian but they're they're called the I don't think I've ever heard of them Um, the guy I know in this group and I don't know that really well, but I think I kind of grew up, we grew up in the same kind of group of folks. His name is Pat Eskildson. 
but I think he plays um, trombone or or a sax. Well, what was his name again? Pat it is it's <laughs> Pat Eskilson. Yeah, huh. in the picture, I think he's actually playing a saxophone. Hmm. Okay, okay. But I'll check them out. They probably have a couple of YouTube videos that they did of some of their more popular songs. Pretty cool. Cool. It's a very different take on on uh, Hawaiian music. It's it's mashups are always kind of fun, you know, when they when you when you cross over. So, do you do you ever worry about or or think or when you write or um, yeah, when you write or, and produce and record, do you ever think about what's popular and 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 crossing over outside of the the, the Hawaiian idiom? Like, I mean, obviously your your influences. Are are beyond Hawaiian musicians, mm-hmm. but but do you ever think about? Do you ever just write to write something that you think would be catchier to a broader audience? Yeah, I think some of it is on this album. Ideas, um, it's uh, not. I wouldn't say necessarily written for or about Hawaii, which is kind of why I try to do it a little more as a solo effort. Um, Oh, what is the solo effort like? Just so you wouldn't rely on anyone, or it's, or it's just more you? Or, or, or like so? It's um, okay, kind of a little bit of both. Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to put together a project when you have a large team of people. Yeah, um, I get so that. That's <laughs> certainly part of it in terms of you know how much time do I have in my life and uh, yeah, yeah. resources to do Preach. it, and and <laughs> and that's certainly part of it. Um, but also, I think kind of how you said it, some of the songs are I think not just representative of um, the band but just things that I've written um, right. that are a little different you know yeah well we got we got so so let's say the name of the album again yeah Boxers and Bootleggers <laughs> Hell Mr. Yeah. Chang what what Boxers and Bootleggers where is it available Kevin um, my album is, is just available on on the the usual, you know, what is iTunes, it? iTunes, Spotify, and, uh, Apple Music. Uh, I think it's on Spotify and uh, Amazon. You can Amazon, and you can you can actually buy the physical CD through CD Baby nice. um, or me if you run it to me. For those people that still buy CDs that have them, a way to play them somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I'm one of those. I'm yeah. I'm uh, still uh, late coming to music as it is today. So I heard that. I mean, this is like you know, even being on a podcast. Uh, you know, it's something new. I never knew folks were doing this kind of stuff until you know recently. Everybody has one. You have one now. This is, this, you, <laughs> yeah. own this, you own this podcast. This 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 episode is all yours. <laughs> Kevin, have you thought about doing a music video for one of your songs? And if so. What would be the the concept? Um, you, you know, I thought I thought about it. Um, not all the uh, some cousins and friends of mine they do, um, you know, video video work. Yeah, so and we've talked yeah. about it, and probably the songs we've thought about doing were track track eight or track two. Oh, a song called The uh, Wasteland 
And then uh, track eight is called Nursery Rhymes. However, that's not a song for children. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Ooh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. All ironic. What is real gives way to How dirty does it get? What's the dirtiest thing? <laughs> Uh, we'll find it. No, we gotta find out. You gotta have to listen to it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song on the album? Um, not not your favorite performance, but your favorite song. Or maybe tell us which song is your favorite performance and which song was your favorite favorite song. It's funny how they don't always look at the same thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's gotta be between uh, Wasteland and there's a song called Red Rose Petals. Okay. Huh. Beautiful titles, man. We gotta check this out. I played, I listened to a little bit of it. It's it's pretty cool. It's very relaxing music. I'm late to the game. I gotta get on this. Yeah. Really great music. So we're gonna wrap up, Kevin. It's been really, really interesting speaking to you about Hawaiian culture and the music you're doing. Um,. Do you have any uh, final thoughts about your album or um, any uh, suggestions on uh, other listening people listening to the podcast might get into that uh, would would be uh, interested in your music or any other music that you're influenced by? Well, you know, I appreciate that you guys would have me on your on your podcast all the way over there in New York. It's kind of a cool experience for me, um, not, and, and and I appreciate that you, you guys are doing this for musicians. You know, generally, not just in your your scene over there, but um, to get uh, stories out of about uh, new acts and new um, kind of music out there. So, anybody you know who would even give a, my music a chance and give it a listen. I hope they'll like it. Well, awesome. I'm sure, man. Yeah, we can't wait. Cool. So we're going to play one of your favorite songs. Which song title did you like what best? Did you like Wasteland or did you I, I, like He Red, said Red? Wasteland a few times. I, yeah. Uh, yeah All right. That so the one that, that he said the most. I think we'll play out you play that? Wasteland. What do, you, what do you think? Is that, is is that, that right? What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, that works. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we'll play out Wasteland, and we'll sign off. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Chang. On Foxes and Hedgehogs. Mr. Chang. Mr. I don't Chang, care how old you are. AKA Mr. <laughs> you're still Chang. Mr. Chang, bro. Yeah, you're going to always be Mr. Chang to me now. No uncles here. Uh, yeah, man. Unless you're Thank an you, uncle. Thomas Thank you. and John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I, I, I make it out there someday or you guys make it out here. You're always know. welcome. Definitely, man. You're always welcome. All I'll right. take you to my f- favorite poke place. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo. Mahalo. Thank Mahalo. you. Mahalo. Thanks, bro. Take care, Kevin. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Prevailing culture, priority is given to the outward, the immediate, the visible, the quick, the superficial, and the provisional. What is real gives way to appearance. There are too many pretenders in this life, don't in now while I realize it's just a game that people play. Oh, false foolish prophets make the call, and crooked referees call the ball. We just stand there. Validate, oh why, why, why Do we keep up with the lies Living other people's lives When will we ever realize Oh why, why, why 
individual Because I woke up this morning And I found it I was lost in the wasteland People play, oh, false foolish prophets make the call, crooked referees call the ball. We just stand there, validate, oh, why, why, why do we keep up with the lies, living other people's lives? When will we ever recognize, so why, why, why do we keep on going on? Someone else's song When will we ever become Sovereign individuals Everybody's standing in line Everybody says they're fine You know they're lying They're lying to themselves Yeah. <laughs> 